0: Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. Alongside Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Sadenberg as we get you set for another week of Major League Baseball action. And this week, Griffin starts on the heels of what was an offensive explosion on Sunday.
1: Yeah, the weird part about it is I went to the Braves game and uh, I got there a little late, unfortunately. It was the uh, Peacock exclusive game at like 1120 Eastern Time. Kill me. Uh, But got there, missed the home run, only one of the game. Then I guess I think I also showed up a little late for the Orioles score in their first run. And I didn't see another run until the 10th inning. So uh, (laughs) I guess I missed it all.
0: Yeah, it was not that game because that was an early start time. So if you wanted to play the early start time under, which is always a good play, that did Mm. cash. It was a 3-2 final in 12 innings. But let me just read you some of the scores that we saw yesterday in Major League Baseball. Blue Jays scored 10. Rockies scored 13. Cardinals scored 12. Rangers put up 16. The White Sox had 17. They scored 11 in one inning. And even the Nationals scored nine runs, Griffin. I mean, if the Nats are scoring nine,
1: I mean, maybe you and I have some hope.
0: Yes, (laughs) exactly. Uh, When you see a team that explodes for uh, runs like this, like the White Sox scoring 17 runs, or the Rangers scoring sixteen, are you hesitant to bet on that team the following day uh I think there's a it's
1: like a combination of there's momentum there's um good performances that stack up behind one of another. but if you find a team that's not really playing well or one that you don't think is very good, they explode i'll generally look to go against that happening two days in a row
0: yeah that's that's kind of where I am as well like i I, I get the idea of bats staying hot, but I also just it's the idea of wasting the runs. I I don't know. It's, it's the probabilities that come to my mind. But let's take a look at the schedule here for Monday and set up these series that begin this week as we got some aces on the hill today. Not in Cleveland where the Guardians take on the Tigers and you'll have Mr. Tanner Bibby on the mound against Joey Wentz. Cleveland minus 195 with a total of eight. I, I feel like this is too high for these two teams, a total of eight.
1: Oh, okay. I, was, I, was, I, was, I thought you were talking about the Guardians price, because, uh, I mean, is it Bibby? Is it Bibby? I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. I feel like I've heard it 15 different ways, so I'll just go with your Bibby pronunciation. It's just Steve. funnier that way. Someone, I mean, Mike Bibby all of a sudden is a well, pitcher, I guess. For the
0: BB Bibby is actually funnier, so we should just call him Bibby.
1: I mean, he throws Bibby, so we might as well. Um, yeah, I mean, the Guardians are a great team at preventing the other team from scoring. They don't really have an offense themselves besides, besides Josie Ramirez, so... Um, yeah, I think eight sounds pretty high to me.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. The, the, the guardians are such a low scoring team tigers as well. The tigers did take what two of three over the weekend from the Cardinals and, and they've won quietly, quietly. The tigers have won five of their last six games. So who isn't,
1: who isn't beating the Cardinals right now though?
0: That's true. That's true. (laughs) Everyone is beating the Cardinals right now, except for yesterday. Uh, Except for Sunday, I should say. Uh, The Rays are at the Orioles, and we have our first ace on the mound here on Monday. Shane McClanahan with his 6-0, 2.03 ERA takes on Kyle Gibson, 4-1 with a 4.61 ERA. Tampa minus 178, total of 8. I would lean towards some sort of Tampa first five play here, backing McClanahan. What about you? I mean, I don't see a reason to jump off the the full game,
1: though, either, unless it's a, a significantly different price. Uh, i got to say, though, Baltimore's been really competitive. Um, they did use Cano, who I think had only given up two hits this entire season uh, in like a month and a half now, I think 18 innings or so. He went two innings today, dominant against a really good Braves lineup. I was watching it firsthand, like, 96 with the second inning, 98 in his first inning, um, just sinkers on the black. Like I don't know what you're supposed to do with that and kind of mow down a pretty, a pretty good Braves order, but he's probably not available tomorrow. Bautista pitched a lot today too, so um, I almost feel like it might get a little bit better late because Tampa's always going to have a great bullpen. they got so many arms back there. And Kyle Gibson has been really bad though, so maybe you want to get up and make your money early.
0: That's a great point, though, as far as the bullpen availability is concerned, because you're right, Tampa will have the bullpen edge because of uh, the Orioles using their high-leverage relievers here over the weekend. Uh, The Rockies take on the Pirates. Mitch Keller goes for Pittsburgh. Kyle Freeland for Colorado. Pittsburgh minus 190. Total of uh, 8.5. And I mentioned the Tigers as quietly putting together some wins. The Rockies have won six of their last seven games, yet are just 14 and 21 on the season
1: and but they're also a gigantic underdog considering like who is this Pittsburgh team yes they're off to a great start but like preseason we weren't expecting a line like this especially the guy like Mitch Keller who uh has ha- always had big prospect pedigree but was never really delivered maybe he's finally coming around he throws like 15 different pitches so no one knows what's coming um and then who knows what you're getting from Kyle Freeland
0: J.P. Sears gets the start for the A's in New York against the Yankees. Nestor Cortez coming off his worst start in maybe like over a year uh, goes for the Yankees trying to bounce back. New York's minus 220. I understand it's the A's, but this is a really, really high number. It's really just going off of name brands, right? Uh, You got to figure Nestor's going to bounce back from his bad performance, but if you're just looking at recent history, I I don't know how you lay north of $2 with the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees haven't looked like it so far, but keep in mind who they're playing. Keep in mind they're
1: also facing a farmhand of theirs. They traded to Oakland. That's correct. So there's a lot, I think, of there's some value to me with young pitchers that haven't really figured out who they are yet and the team that just traded them knowing exactly what their strengths and weaknesses are. I mean, the thing is, is, yes, it might be a big price. Yes, the Yankees get bet way too much at home. Um, but you're still back in the A's here. Yes, you uh, do get two-to-one odds, but you still got to win those 33% of the time to to be profitable over the long term, and I just don't think you want to bet a team that is actively trying to lose. Mark Kotze is so incompetent. He's actually great for them tanking for a first number. Yeah,
0: play. I would say just find a way to play the Yankees, maybe a first five team total or or a first five laying the half a run. Uh, I, I'm not comfortable laying the heavy juice, so I'm going to find a different way to play the Yankees in this matchup against the Ace. I guess that would be my advice. Dylan Cease, our second ace of the day, takes the mound against Zach Greinke. Are we calling Zach Greinke an ace? I guess. Uh, White Sox at the Royals. Chicago minus one thirty-five, total of eight and a half. A day after the White Sox put up seventeen runs on the Reds, I am
1: so tempted to bet against the White Sox here. I like. I am not. Cease sure has not been words. good. Cease has he's not, not. He's been not. Good. And and unfortunately, like yes, as you mentioned, he's an ace and like I had very high expectations for him this year. It's tough that he had to face the the Tampa Bay Rays twice in two starts. So I wonder if that might've kind of wore the luster off, but he wasn't very good against the twins last week either. Um, He does get a much easier park to pitch in plus a much easier team to get through. Um, So I feel like, I just wish there's someone better than Zach Greinke opposing him, and
0: I would probably be on the Royals. Yeah, that's a good point. Dodgers are at the Brewers. This is an even spread. Freddy Peralta for Milwaukee. Tony Gonsolin gets his third start for the Dodgers. You would imagine that um, he threw 80 pitches in his last start, so you would imagine he goes maybe 90 to 100 in this one, as he is likely to be finally stretched out and ready to be full a full go for the Dodgers. But the Dodgers do fall into the Sunday night fade, Griffin. And that is the Sunday night baseball teams that have to travel for a game on Monday. You are three and one this year betting in those situations. So, are you fading the Dodgers with me?
1: Ah, oh, man i I still think the Dodgers are overpriced. I mean, watching them essentially a, a favorite in almost every game of that Padres series on the road this weekend. So then, um, that, so then you're with me. Then we're we're betting against them. I mean, I am. I would be. And then you think about, unfortunately, because now I, I just have a lot of nightmares all over the place on, on, in this sport. And I feel like Freddie Peralta has been really, really bad. Um, and I just don't really know that I trust him enough. As we've talked about in this podcast, plenty. The Brewers are not the same bullpen they were in the past. Plus, there's a huge difference in the offenses between the Dodgers and the Brewers. I do think there is some value fading the Dodgers, though. So if, if, if I had to pick, I'm with you.
0: Let's go. Uh, the Cardinals, coming off a three-home run performance by Paul Goldschmidt, will be in Chicago to take on the Cubs. Chicago minus one forty-five. Marcus Stroman gets the start against Miles Michaelis, and I, I I bet against Michaelis like in um, two starts ago when he threw a gem against the San Francisco Giants. But then he was back to being Miles Michaelis, allowing three runs on eight hits in his last start against the, a- the A's. This dude is just off to a horrendous start this season.
1: He is, and he's not in a good park for him unless the wind's blowing in. Uh, then that, I mean, unfortunately we don't really know because we barely even see Wrigley Field totals. But um, it, it's kind of a combination. Both of these guys want to keep the ball on the ground. I feel like I prefer Marcus Stroman's slider. I think oh, he's yeah. shown the years to be much better. I don't like. Imagine before the season started, though, seeing the the prices on this one with the Cubs such a big favorite to it, a Cardinals team that a lot of people liked. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like the market's kind of caught up to the Cardinals now. If they're going to price them this way, and, and I. I'm not sure that the pendulum has swung to the Cardinals side of having value, but it's way too expensive for me on the the Cubs.
0: So here's what we're looking at for first pitch in this game. It's going to be about 51 degrees, 40% chance of precipitation. Fog is the conditions. 13 mile per hour winds blowing to third base. So, uh, no wind blowing in or out, just blowing sideways. And then the chance of precipitation does lower as the night moves on and the wind does lower as the night moves on. See, that's why you come to this podcast. You get a
1: very, very thorough wind, weather, temperature, everything. If you're in Chicago and you want to listen to us, you're like, now you know what to wear some gloves in the morning and, uh. Potentially, I guess you wear the, the rain jacket as well.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to like start doing a video for, version of this podcast so people can see the Doppler radar behind me.
1: Yeah, are yeah. you good at pointing at the green screen
0: behind you? Not quite. The Astros take on the Angels. Hunter Brown and the Astros, a minus 120 road favorite in L.A. against Patrick Sandoval getting the start for the Angels. I, I guess Hunter Brown's like the starter that you would trust right now in Houston. I don't know if I can lay it on the road with them right now. I mean, that Houston offense has
1: been so weak this whole season.
0: Uh, I feel like
1: we I, they were kind of screaming at us, at least the marketplace was, when the, the Astros were an underdog the entire series at home against Toronto, were pretty big dogs at Atlanta. I mean, they've been playing some pretty tough teams, but I've really done really poorly so far. Um, I don't think it's just an Altuve missing sort of thing. I feel like that bottom, that lineup, I think, as you've mentioned, is, is a lot weaker than it has been in the past. Um, as a road favorite, I'm looking to go against that. It's just then you're buying into an Angels bullpen and hoping that they can keep a lead, even if Sandoval does throw well, which he can and has a really high ceiling, but also a pretty low floor. If he's not work, if he's not throwing strikes, I think the Angels are in really big trouble. So uh, Angels are nothing for me in that one.
0: Though. Yeah, lost in the 16-run um, display by the Rangers yesterday was the, the Angels scoring eight runs in that game. You know, you score eight runs in a baseball game, you 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 more than likely win that game. So, I think it's four. If you win if you score four runs, I think you're expecting to win. Yeah, it's it's so you know, everyone's gonna talk about the Rangers, what they did in that game. Yeah, the Angels still put up eight runs. They, they their bats are hot as well.
2: I'm RJ Bell and I'm gonna give you some straight talk. Now there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know, AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2. And five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know Why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with pick six? You're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download Drive Kings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick com. Zach Gowen,
0: my boy, gets the start for the Diamondbacks against the Marlins. Braxton Garrett goes for Miami. Arizona's minus 220 with a total of eight. I'm mad at Zach Gowen. I got to be honest because, like, he went four straight scoreless starts and then the dude has the audacity to give up three runs Ooh. in his next start. Like, who does he think he is? Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, I don't think that you're going to take down the poster in your, in your living room, though. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, I'll, t- I'll tell you um, what, I will be on the Diamondbacks in a multitude of ways and, and it might be, I might bet like a Marlins team total under something like that. Like th- there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of ways I'm going to back Zach out in this game. I mean,
1: Braxton Garrett's a sneaky good arm as well and is tr- hanging in the rotation, trying to keep his spot. Um, I'm a believer in uh, outs in this
0: game is, is the way I would say it. So um under eight under. Yeah, or Is first yeah absolutely first five under with zach allen 100 and the marlins are one of the lowest scoring first five teams in all of major league baseball so i can absolutely jump on board a first five under rangers are at the mariners this one i don't i don't understand the pricing here you got to help me out here griffin logan gilbert at home seattle minus 160 john gray going for the road rangers
1: Uh, What don't you expect? Do you think the Rangers are are not getting a lot of respect here? I think the Rangers aren't getting respect at all here. Well, John Gray, uh, former more than one strikeout per nine innings, took a line drive off his arm earlier this year in Houston, has been pitching through it, but his K per per nine numbers are like the lowest of his career. I think there's some big questions about him uh, and, and what he can do. Certainly he draws a Mariners lineup that is not scary, though. And the Rangers can seemingly score against everybody, which is kind of incredible. Um, I do feel like the Rangers are kind of due to come back down to earth, but it's hard to argue with a team because if they're going to put up five runs, it's going to be really hard for Seattle to win. Um, Seattle also coming off a Houston series, which is I think pretty challenging for them to get up for another big division rival. Um, I honestly was hoping to get Seattle at a, a, small favorite type price. So it's way out of, out of my league at this point, but I'm, I'm still worried about John gray that he, he might need a little IL stint to get everything back in in order.
0: So then let's play the over seven and a half. Like that's way too low.
1: I mean, it could be, but I mean, Logan Gilbert's a great arm and I mean, he's, he's not, I I mean, he's, he's, I feel like he's struggled at times because he's pretty much a fastball slider guy. And if he can overpower a lineup, he can certainly beat anybody, and I love him as a big underdog. I don't know that he does that for Texas, though. So uh, with John Gray struggling on the other side, the only thing you got to worry about is Safeco or whatever they call it now. Um, it's really hard to hit the ball out of that ballpark.
0: Nationals are at the Giants. Anthony DiSclefani gets the start against Jake Irvin. San Francisco minus 225, total of 8.5, and, and, and this will be a situation much like Zach Gown. I'm going to be looking to back the Giants in a multitude of ways here uh, as Sclefani has been great.
1: I think he's this is a perfect situation. Di Scalfani can mow down the lower lineups of the league. This is pretty much a AAA lineup that's playing for the Nationals. though, I do feel like Nationals have been kind of uh, kind of a little bit stingy so far and, and I wonder if they're going to be ending up the season a profitable uh, bet.
0: They probably will. You know, at 14 and 20, I think they're profitable right now. Um, so, Gigantic dogs all the time. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Uh, before we give out some best bets uh, for this game, let's uh, for this day, I should say, let's take a look at some pitching matchups over the course of the next couple of days. Shane Bieber will go for the Guardians against Michael Lorenzen uh, on Tuesday. So you're going to have the Guardians as a pretty lofty favorite in that one. Max Scherzer takes the mound for the Mets. Uh, tomorrow against the Reds, uh, or on Tuesday, I should say. He did not look good in his first start back from the suspension. Do you think it has something to do with the lack of rosin and sweat on his hands? It's hard
1: not to point to that. Um, I mean, I know he put it on his kids. He wasn't cheating or whatever the heck it was, but it doesn't really seem good after a long layoff. You come out there and don't seem to be able to control – any of your breaking pitches or whatever the problems were. Um, I think you're playing against Max Scherzer until he shows he can turn it around. I think he's still an awesome pitcher, of course, but if you don't have the snap on that, on that, breaking ball i feel like he's a different and maybe a more average type of guy
0: yeah and it's it's an over ballpark that they're going to be playing in in cincinnati luke weaver's getting the start for the reds in that matchup i would look towards the over in that game because if scherzer gets lit up again well then it should be pretty easy for the mets to score some runs although they have been slumping big time now uh they are now sub 500 how about that 17 and 18 on the year the New York Mets. Um, also on Tuesday, Alec Manoa takes on Aaron Nola. Blue Jays at the Phillies. That should be a fun game to watch. Lucas Giolito gets the start for the White Sox against the Royals, so maybe he can start to generate some momentum. Um, Framber Valdez against Shohei Otani. Hell yeah. Astros at the Angels. The Angels will be favored in that one. You know, just like we talked about liking the Angels as the home dog here on Monday. Do we like the Astros at what should be a pretty good underdog price on Tuesday?
1: I mean, we know we're getting a quality start from from Valdez. So uh, I I've had I don't know if I'd have it. Call it success because there's some brutal losses going against Otani, but I feel like I've done pretty well bending against him over his career. He's still, I think, the most exciting player. Should have won MVP. It's hard to say that to a Yankee fan on a broadcast, but <laughs> um, I think it was clearly him and should be every season because he's basically an MVP pitcher and hitter in the same body. Um, but I. I hate to say it, but I I think I'll probably be on the Astros hoping for a low-scoring game and that the bullpen really takes over.
0: Yeah, that's probably where I'm at as well. Uh, It's Patrick Corbin day as well on Tuesday. Logan Webb goes for the Giants, so some sort of Giants team total would be a play for me against uh, Patrick Corbin as that seems to come through more times than not. Uh, Clayton Kershaw will go for the Dodgers on Wednesday against Wade Miley. That should be a good pitching matchup. Maybe look towards the under In that one, uh, you're also going to have Justin Verlander making his second start for the Mets against Hunter Green. I might look towards a first five under in that game on Wednesday, Mets and Reds. I don't blame you. Uh, I still think jury's out on what Verlander
1: is going to look like. He's definitely not getting any younger, but still is one of the most trustworthy arms out there.
0: Also, Wednesday night, Justin Steele will go for the Cubs. 5-0 record with a 1-4-5 ERA. Uh, Jordan Montgomery starting for the Cardinals. Uh, I will be on the Cubs on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Montgomery's been so good ever since the Yankees finally cut bait. But I don't know. I mean... If the Cardinals are not going to be favored anymore like they shouldn't have been for the first month of the season, I wonder if there's going to be some value on them at some point. But I'm in the steel lover boy camp. I, I think if you have a poster of Zach Gallon on your wall, I might have a Justin Steele.
0: <laughs> uh, why don't you tell the people how they could save some money at Pregame.com?
1: Please use the promo code BALL20. Ball 20, Ball B-A-L-L, 20 for all the speller Spelling Bee champions out there. 20% off for all the l- listeners of this MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. So you got till the 15th of May, but don't wait. We got soccer coming out, at least through my channels. Uh, plenty of hockey coming out through Scott. Baseball for both of us. Jump on there. Plenty of other great pregame.com handicappers as well. Get 20% off. And we get a little... Uh, a little kick in the... Well, I don't know. That's probably not the right thing to say. We get we get some credit if, if you guys use a promo code. So make sure you jump on there and you save some money. So use promo code BALL20 for 20% off of this MLB podcast. And uh, for my best bet for this episode, I'm going to go... It's a really dangerous avenue that I'm considering. But I'm going to go Zach Greinke and the Royals plus 123 right now bet online. Uh, I'm just, I need to see it from Dylan Cease before I, I'm i uh, interested in, in turning around my, my decisions on them, and I just feel like I want to be against the White Sox. So uh, the Royals, hold your nose. Do something with your wife, kids, girlfriend, partner, whatever. Don't, don't watch the game, but take the Royals. Plus 123.
0: All right, I'm going to go with Marlins' team total in the first five innings under a run and a half. Yes, I'm going to back Zach Gowen, And I'm going to say that he gives up less than two runs or less than one run. I should say one run or less is what he will allow the Miami Marlins. On the season, the Marlins average a league worst 1.62 runs over the first five innings of baseball games. So with Zach Gown on the mound at home, give me Marlins first five team total under one and a half runs minus 125.
1: Nice. Get it done.
0: That's the best bet. He is Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Uh, reminder subscribe to the podcast feed, RJ Bell's Dream Preview, wherever you get your podcasts from. And also check out Straight Out of Vegas AM. Just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. Straight Out of Vegas AM. Also brought to you by pregame.com. Myself, AJ Hoffman. Sometimes griffin warner oh uh, uh-huh. yeah that's right you've made appearances uh we'll get you set for every day so we go through not just baseball but every day we get you set up for what you need to know to uh you know hopefully cash some tickets because that's what it's all about and having some fun for griffin warner i'm scott Zadenberg this is rj bell's dream preview major league baseball edition